You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us on the E-Commerce Marketing School show today. I'm so excited that you're here. Our friend Connor, who was on a recent episode, introduced us, and I am so interested in cubby beds and what you are doing as a brand. And also, I think like our listeners and a lot of the brand operators we've talked to so far um, are a bit more like traditional, maybe like CPG or a product that isn't highly regulated, is a a lower price point. Um, Like those are kind of a bit of an easier business to run. And so we talked to Joe about kind of taboo products and the sexual wellness space and the things he runs into there. But I'm super excited to dig in with you today and learn a lot about what you're applying at Cubby Beds and in this like highly regulated industry and lots of hoops to jump through. And and then also just the higher price point and what you need to, hurdles you need to overcome to become buyers, those prospects to become buyers and the way you build relationships. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited you're our guest professor today. Yeah, happy to be here. We're definitely a unique business in this D2C world. We're happy to share some of the, the things we're doing, the successes we've had, the challenges along the journey as well. So yeah, happy to share whatever's helpful for your audience. Cool. So to give a little bit of like framework for this conversation for our listeners, Cubby Beds is a, it's not just a bed, like it's a regular bed frame or mattress. Um, You're not purple or Casper competitor, uh, that kind of thing. Cubby Beds is a very particular kind of bed. Can you give like a super brief synopsis of why it's so particular and why that matters for this conversation? Definitely. So we create an entire sleep system called the Cubby Bed, which are smart beds for people with special needs and cognitive conditions. So these are things like autism, epilepsy, dementia, Down syndrome, and it really does three things. It helps uh, improve anxiety, helps improve their sleep, and then the biggest thing and what insurance pays for is it helps improve safety and keep them from hurting themselves or damaging things in their house. Uh, And so actually insurance is the really big part of our funnel, our welcome flows, and how we interact with our customers is helping them get through that very complicated process. Yeah. So there are a number of hurdles in moving someone from prospect to buyer. And what I wanted to have you on the show to talk about was the welcome flow. So uh, for those listening who know me well, you know that this is something that I care a ton about. I have an entire framework called the dinner party strategy that a lot of people are familiar with. So the Caleb, the concept is like, hey, you don't invite someone over to a dinner party and just like hand them a steak as they walk in the door, right? Like you open the door and there's their plate of food. There's some like, take your coat, get you a drink, like here's show you around, have appetizers that, you know, that whole thing before you really serve the main course. And I think that the welcome flow and somebody signs up to your email list, but it's not yet a buyer, it's not a customer. That experience that they have when they join your email list and the the emails that you send leading up to help them overcome those hurdles, become a customer are so very important, particularly for a brand like yours, where they're overcoming not just personal hurdles, but also hurdles with processing insurance or, you know, they have essentially an external person entity that they have to convince this is a good 
buy. And I think in a lot of, I mean, we can like extrapolate that out into, hey, I want to buy this very nice piece of jewelry. And I got to go talk to my husband about that because it has to fit into our budget, right? Like, so I have an external person I need to convince. And I think there's a number of purchases like that, you know, a large set of dishes or things like that, that we have to have conversations with other people. So we're overcoming our own hurdles, but then we're also like going and talking to somebody else. So I would love to understand um, kind of how that starts for you at Cubby Beds. Do you, when people sign up to your email list, are they opting in for some kind of incentive? Like how, what is that initial experience like? Yeah, so I, I love this dinner party framework and we're very focused on giving the right message at the right time and a little appetizer perhaps to the dinner party to get them started in, in the process. In our case, we, we sell thousands of beds per year. They're very expensive, multi-thousand dollar products, and the vast majority are covered by insurance. But to get insurance to cover it, you have to take several steps. You have to get a prescription. You got to get a bunch of medical documentation. You got to submit it to insurance. And that can take anywhere from two to six months. We've even had family take over a year process and actually take in insurances or states to court to fight their denials. So in our case, it is very much give them the right information at the right time, which in this case is generally go talk to your doctor first. That's the first step. And if you tell them all the stuff at the end, it's going to be overwhelming and you're giving them the steak up front. We just need to give them a little appetizer, get them hungry, and then hopefully they start taking those, those next steps. So in our case, the uh, journey really starts top of funnel with a quiz that we do. So it is an email submission, but the main incentive is you can get this very expensive bed covered 100% in many cases by insurance. That's the incentive. They're, they really want to solve their problems of their kids not safe, their kids not sleeping. I can't go on date night. I can't parent well if those things are happening. So they have a very strong incentive to solve these problems. That quiz is what really triggers the start of a lot of our lifecycle marketing, our welcome flows and personalization. So during that process, we ask things like, how old is the child? What's their diagnosis? Do they have these safety sleep issues or concerns? Uh, kind of a checkbox thing. What's their insurance? What state do they live in? And of course, what's the, the child's name? And then we're able to personalize a lot more based on that. The output of that quiz is it does a couple of things. One is it helps us actually understand, are they a good fit for insurance or not? We kind of apply a score based on those answers that they submit. And if they're above, let's say, a 70 in the score points, we think they're a very good fit for insurance. We'll assign them a care advocate that helps them through the process. And then the other side is it helps personalize all of our communications. So we're then able to use things like the child's name, the exact funding steps for the state of Ohio and United Healthcare Insurance. We're maybe able to send a UGC or a testimonial for a child that's four years old with autism versus a 16-year-old with cerebral palsy. That's going to resonate a lot more for that individual parent. Uh, so that kind of triggers a lot of it. And then we've got a welcome flow and then some stage-based lifecycle marketing I'd also love to talk to. But that yeah. quiz is really the start of everything. I think it's interesting because we talked to Joanne Coffey from Jones Red Beauty uh, early on in the season about quizzes. And I think there's that like typical use case for quizzes, which is tell me which product to buy. I, Jones Road has number of products in dozens of shades, and I want to make sure I buy the right blush you know, and the right shade for my skin tone. And so a lot of beauty brands use quizzes and that kind of is 
where most people think when they think about like implementing a quiz, but you have one product. So your quiz isn't necessarily a product finder. It's actually uh, like you're gathering data and also helping them understand all the ways that you can support this path for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of using the quiz to personalize product recommendations, yeah. we yeah. use the quiz to personalize audience and content recommendations with the, to your point, the exact same product. But how people use that product varies dramatically based on the child, the diagnosis, the age, even where they live. And so that allows us to get very personalized, but in a very automated fashion. So it's actually scalable. Yeah. And something that this is making me think about that is like, I like to borrow from other industries a lot and think about what other people are doing. And when I worked in software, one of the things we talked a lot about was new customers coming to us. Were they a starter, meaning that they've never used a software like this one before? So this is like, that's a certain onboarding journey versus a switcher who's somebody who's coming from another platform that's similar and just needs to move over. That's an entirely different path and different messaging for each of those. And I think that that can be true in e-commerce too. Like, do they already have a medical bed solution? Uh, like, is it, are they using a hospital bed? Are they using bed rails on an existing bed? Like all those things, like what are they currently using? Or are they just going from nothing? Like they're just using a traditional bed or a floor bed or something and looking for a solution. Cause that again, is like two different pathways and pretty much every product has like starters and switchers. I love that. We were an interesting mix of e-commerce, medical device. And then I look at software and their onboarding flows and their lifecycle marketing based on stage a lot because I think it's very similar to uh, in this case instead of onboarding into a product you're onboarding into talking to your doctor and getting these documents signed and done so I think there's a lot uh, that extends there a lot you can learn from other industries yeah so what does your personalization look like um once the you have that data we all it's 2023 we all know that personalization is not just first name and an email but i think people struggle with like okay but it's not just that we read the headlines we understand it's not just first name but what else is it and how do i do that sounds like you do a fair amount of personalization and maybe even some conditional copy in those emails yeah very much so and and not just the emails and our ads uh in the near future our landing pages and so we collect all of that quiz information uh for context we get tens of thousands of people a month that go through that quiz they're very incentivized about 85 percent of people that start the quiz finish the quiz and it is a i think it's 15 questions so it's it's fairly robust and then yeah we use that information to personalize a few things so the start is which journey are they going down are you a good fit for insurance uh yes or no and if you're a very good fit for insurance we'll actually assign you an inside salesperson who we call a cubby care advocate And then they're able to actually call mom or dad and look at that quiz information instead of having to ask all of these details, like how old's the kid? What are the issues? What's your insurance? They see all that coming into the call and they can just start with, hey, I saw your child's name is Timmy. He's three-year-old. He's uh, having these concerns. Here's how I think we can help. And so they're able to really personalize those one-to-one conversations which is a little bit more like your SMB SaaS model. Yeah. But then on the email marketing and lifecycle marketing side, we also personalize all of our welcome flows as well as our very heavily personalized lifecycle or stage-based flows. So we're then able to say in our subject lines or in the content, in the state of Tennessee, here are the top insurance payers. Here's the rough steps you're going to go through. And of course, we're here if you have any questions or you want to help. 
We'll also do a lot of personalization based on the age of the child. We can show different uh, age groups. And I think that's, it resonates a lot more. If you show someone that looks like my child or maybe behaves like my child and here's how the product is solving their problems, it feels like you're talking to me. It doesn't feel like you're talking to this very general broad group. And then the other thing that we're starting to lean into is retargeting based on this. So our journey is much longer than most e-commerce. It's actually very hard for us to hit these like seven day attribution windows with, with Facebook uh, because it can take six to 12 months to go through. But the really cool thing is we're then able to retarget based on, again, the child's age, the child's diagnosis, a state. We can show a state flag or a state monument or maybe even a sports team in the future to kind of show things that feel personalized based on their geography. And then we're also able to track where they are in the journey. So if we know they got their prescription, but have not yet uh, submitted it to insurance, we'll do email campaigns, text campaigns, and retargeting that are saying things like, here's how you approach insurance. Here's your frequently most asked questions. Maybe a UGC video of a mom saying, I was nervous about the submission process, but the company care team was here to help. And here's the steps I took. Here's the challenges I got through. And hopefully that gives the next parent a lot of confidence to also take that next step and submit. Uh, so yeah, it allows us to get very personalized and send the right message at the right time and to the right type of person. Well, and what I'm hearing in that too is that you have a lot of messaging that is about the customer and the challenges that they're facing. The um, I'm a jobs to be done fan. And so this is like, what is their job that they have for the bed, for the product? And how can you help address that exact job? I think a lot of brands approach the welcome series flow as like, hey, let me show you all of our products, how cool it is, you know, all the years of research we've done. Here's us, us, us. And what you're kind of flipping that script and really making it about the customer about their experience and then overcoming hurdles. I mean, insurance is a huge hurdle that most e-commerce brands aren't really tackling, but there's some big hurdle for every purchase. Even a $14 purchase has a hurdle in some way or another. And so you have to figure out what that hurdle is and then overcome those objections and support the customer through that hurdle. And it sounds like you have levels of that and uh, you know varying degrees of, of support that I think that is a huge lesson that people can take away from this conversation is being able to look at your emails and say, how much are we talking about us? And then how much are we talking about the customer? Yeah, that's exactly right. And we haven't done a ton of this yet either, but I think it could be applicable to a lot of e-commerce companies and something we're planning is tracking things like site activity. In our case, it might be they download a prescription form. But in the case of an e-commerce company, it might be this customer has looked at our return policy three times. That probably means there's some hesitancy around the buying decision. And we should send some emails that are around our great return policy. And a couple of people that actually got the product decided it wasn't for them. But here's a testimonial about how easy that return policy was. Or maybe it's something with warranty. And then you really want to lean into the durability of the product, the support that we have behind it. And so there are now a lot of tools uh, that are able to track site activity and are people browsing these pages based on a kind of entrance criteria. And they browse these pages these times, you can set up automated emails that then solve what you can kind of hypothesize are the, the conflicts or problems that the person is experiencing in this customer journey. The other thing I'll, I'll say too is uh, we, we, we do have a traditional welcome flow as well. So we have both a welcome flow, which is a little bit more, it starts with a founder story. So it's coming from me. It's why I 
develop this problem, my personal connection to the problem. It ends with a handwritten signature saying kind of welcome to the Cubby family. We actually get over a 50% open rate on that uh, email. So very, very high. And then it leans into benefits is the second one. Here's kind of how our product solves the problems you have, uh, mom, dad, family. Reviews, which are really heavy on UGC and uh, feeling like it's coming from a customer like me. And then our fourth email is finally getting into kind of features and tech and the technical details, which I think a lot of people lean with too early. It's again, it's about the product. It's not about how it solves their problems. And then we're, that's roughly, we're I think six or seven email series now over like six to eight weeks. We intend to extend that out several months given how long our journey is for our customers. But then, yeah, the second part is a lot more about, all right, this first step is just really, you just got to get the prescription. Here's the talking points. Here's the forms to download. Here's how to bring this up to your doctor. Here's the part of the website that's more doctor focused so you could actually show your doctor when you go into the office. And that part is a little bit less welcome flow and more, how do we get you to take an action, take the next step, give you the confidence to do so. So that kind of standard welcome flow is for people who don't go through the quiz, um, but just kind of sign up. We do it for everyone. We do get a good amount of people. Well, I think almost everything drives to our quiz at this point. So that uh, 85% make it all the way through the quiz. The rest are, are, I think, second or third question is email. I'm a strong believer in yes ladders. So we actually ask uh, two yes questions before we ask for an email. The first is, uh, how does, do you want to improve the life of your child? And the second is, how does, uh, it's a little bit more pointed than that. Yeah. And then the second is, does your child have sleep issues and do they affect your life? And so it's both, how do we focus on the benefits of your child? And then how do we focus on the benefits of you as a parent? Those are kind of gimme yes questions. So they answer yes to both. And then it's an email ask and we get a very high submission rate on that too. But if they only do the email, we would be sending them welcome series as well as reminders trying to get them then to take the quiz so that they can start on that stage-based journey as well. Caleb, you have given us so much in a very short amount of time. And I think that there's like another hour's worth of information we could learn from you. My big takeaway that's like a everyone can go do right now is go look at where in your welcome flow, where you talk about features and where you talk about benefits. And then it's most likely you need to flip them, uh, like move those emails, swap them around um, because it should be benefits and then features. And, right. you know, really speaking to the customer first. And then you mentioned you talk about features after that, like well after they've kind of felt like this is why I need this. Exactly. And if you can use data or a quiz to personalize those benefits, let's say it is a makeup brand. If you know, this woman is 19 years old. She's probably got very different goals of the makeup than a 40 year old. And it might be more early dating, clubbing, party kind of dynamics versus career really trying to be a more elevated focus. And so I think uh, using that that data to really help personalize those benefits can also be very helpful. Yeah. And customizing those reviews and UGC and those like even down to the um, exact use case that like, hey, I have a four-year-old with autism and finding a review that matches that, uh, you know, and tagging it so that it lands in that right email. So cool. I have a ton of notes to take back to my team. Caleb, if people want to learn more from you, how can they find you? How can they reach out? Say thank you for what that you've taught us today. Where can people find you? Yeah, I am on Twitter. So uh, at Caleb Pauly, C-A-L-E-B-P-O-L-L-E-Y. Uh, happy to chat there. I'm trying to be a little more active on there. 
I've uh, made good connections, but I'm more of a lurk at this point. Uh, LinkedIn's also welcome to chat with people there. You can always reach out to me as well via our website. Awesome. Caleb, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for being our guest professor. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Val. It was fun. Thanks for having me. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school and huge favor. If you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. E-commerce marketing school is now part of the Triple Whale podcast network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.